you're tuned into Black Ass Podcast with Hadia Robinson. Uh-uh, who said that? Girl, you a damn lie. Take care. Hey, man, what's going on, Playboy? All right, I see you. Gerard, do you know your dad has special mushroom lining? Yes. See, what you got to do? You got to coordinate. <laughs> you got to coordinate. Look at this. Bam. Oh, that's not it, though. That's not it. <laughs> Remember, he had the mushroom <laughs> What up, everybody? Welcome to Black Ass Podcast. It is Hadia Robinson back once again. Um, If you don't know where that quote is from, even though I kind of butchered it a little bit, but once I said mushroom lining, mushroom belt, you already, that should be enough to get you through to what I'm talking about. Like, you really don't need anything else. Like, what do you... Um, Marcus Graham, you're Marcus Graham. <laughs> See, you were trying to play me a minute ago. You was acting like my name was Lenny. <laughs> okay, maybe. <sighs> let me, t- let me just take a minute to stand real quick for the movie Boomerang. Like Boomerang is Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence, um, David Allen Greer, John Witherspoon, Halle Berry, um, I was about to say Tony Braxton, Halle Berry, Robin Givens, <sighs> Eartha Kitt, like, th- there's nothing else to say after that. Um, the dude that had the voice, like, oh, wait, I was going to say he had the voice in, in, um, in Thundercats, but that was the dad from Cosby Show. But the dude was like, hmm. Marvelous. Um, Nasty Nelson. That's me. <laughs> but he goes back. Like, he is, like, goes back as far as, like, prominent black actors from back in the day. Like, he, I think he used to act with, like, um, black dude, um, Claudine, um, Harry Chest. Um, come on. He was, I am your, Luke, I am your father. Uh, James Earl Jones. Yeah, he used to, like, back in those heydays of acting or whatever. So, I mean, when you really just break down the movie Boomerang and all of the nuances, yes, I'm using that word, nuances of this movie, think about the fact that it's all black people, like, black, black, everybody black, everybody looking good. Even Chris Rock, who looked terrible, still looked good. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was no crackhead roles it was the shady dudes that was stealing watches like oh brother that's a nice watch but it wasn't like give me the watch and i'm gonna take it i'm gonna you gonna get robbed out here on the street it wasn't no black on black crime <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh my god bruh and eartha kit like do y'all understand wh- how monumental that was i think that's one thing that eddie murphy did really good with that movie and, and harlem nights um and I miss those Eddie Murphy movies, but I really felt like he did a good job of pulling in older actors that, you know what I mean? Older black actors specifically who you could just be like, yo, oh my God, like the legacy of it was there. Him, Richard Pryor, Red Fox, um, I was about to say Loretta Devine. Where am I getting all these wrong names from? <laughs> oh my God. Robin Harris, freaking, um, uh, oh. 
um, come on, uh, oh, you want to hit people with garbage cans? Uh, now nah, I got to cut you. You know who I'm talking about. Like, anyway, so I'm here for those old school Eddie Murphy movies. I'm praying. Maybe I need to write something and then maybe get connected to him and be like, bro, can you just bring that magic back that, you know what I mean? Um, anyway, so the movie was Boomerang. I say all that to say, watch Boomerang if you haven't watched Boomerang and you listening to this podcast. Um, I feel very disrespected. Um, the ancestors are not pleased and I'm going to need you to take a moment and um, get your shit together. Thank you. All right, so let's go ahead and get into it. But before I do, want to go ahead and have another meditation. You guys love it. I think it does wonders for me. So um, before we get this podcast started, deep inhale in and release with a sigh. Deep, in, deep inhale, release with a sigh and repeat after me everybody sing everybody dance lose yourself in wild romance we're going to party Haramu fiesta forever come on and sing alone all night long, all night. <laughs> all night long, all night. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Sidebar, that song still goes off. Please do not expect me to be at a party and that song come on and I'm not going to fully go into auntie dance mode. Like I am your auntie at the cookout when she pull her little sundress up and start rocking to the ground. I'm giving you 100% auntie moves. That that song is still the shit. Anyway, shout out to Luth, uh, Lionel Richie. I'm about to say Luther Vandross. No, that is Lionel Richie. The song is all night long. That is absolutely a part of, that should be a part of your black ass Saturday morning cleanup list. If it's not, I'm going to need you to update all playlists accordingly. <laughs> That is the official playlist that you can listen to when your grandmama and your great aunt and everybody is all together. Now, unless you are a full ass raggedy ratchet ass family, which I'm not judging. I'm here for some raggedy ratchet shit. But I know when my family gets together, you can't just be playing all kind of shit, all kind of disrespectful songs and mm -mm, all what, what my grandmommy say songs where they talking all up under the clothes. <laughs> Listen, my grandmama was not here for nobody talking up under the clothes. <laughs> Listen, it is it is something special about older black people, like just the 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 sayings and the words that they used to use in certain talking all up under the clothes oh my god listen my grandma you would have to leave the house my grandma was not no you all that shit y'all listen to now mm -mm. my grandmama 
would go and get her 38. That was my grandma's favorite thing. I'm going to go get my 38. And my grandma legit had a 38 right by the back door. Please don't think you coming to her house unannounced. Don't think you about to run up in her house. She was going to give you one ass warning. I got this 38. If you come up in here, I'm going to blow your head off. Listen, my grandmama, I think she was born, let me see my, first of all, I'm about to age myself. Or maybe I was just like born super late and my grandmama had my mama super late, but I'm just saying. Um, like when my, the stuff my grandmama and granddaddy did, like I just think about what they experienced as kids. So it absolutely makes sense. My grandmama grew up in a time where they were still sharecropping and shit. And you know, these white, those white people at that time could do whatever they wanted. You know what I'm saying? So absolutely, my grandmama had to have a 38. My grandmama's gr mama had to have a 38. You know, they had to have a way to protect themselves from crazy-ass white people. And I mean, that's just the black-ass bottom line. So uh, 38 by the back door makes complete sense. <laughs> Unless they coming in the front door. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, <laughs> Uh, let's get into these damn stories. What a week. Um, listen, November 4th, November 6th, I'm sorry, is right around the corner. Um, please, please. I cannot stress this enough. I keep saying it. I'm just going to continue to say it until we get to the, on the other side of these midterms. And I'm hoping that the focus that we all have on voting in this midterm will carry over into every, like every election. Like I feel like this more than anything, Trump's presidency should have taught us the importance of voting, not for a perfect candidate. There is no perfect. There will be no perfect candidate. Nobody is going to have and do and say and and be on the side of everything that you want, everything that's important to you. It's not going to happen. So what you have to do, what we have to do is vote for the less, lesser of evils. That's just it. That's what that's what democracy is. It's just it ain't Burger King, bitch. You're not going to get it your way. So you got to figure out who is on the side that of of the issues that are important to you who is saying the things that are more aligned of what you feel and what you think and who it who more speaks to where you are at the moment not where you hope to be down the line not what well, I, I get it things can change but this this mindset of some of y'all feeling like well i'm a vote Republican because they're more about capitalism and y'all hoes ain't even got no job. Y'all ain't even have no business. Y'all not selling shit, but y'all sitting up here acting like y'all have something in common with these rich ass people. Bitch, you don't. You're broke. That those five pair of Jordans you got <laughs> in no way measures up to the billions of dollars these people are generating. Okay, so your little barbershop and your little uh, hot dog stand or whatever it is you working with, whatever it is you pumping out, is not a match for what they doing. Okay, your ass is one fucking disease, one fucking illness, one accident away from losing everything. So why not put your put your um energy put your vote behind someone who more is who more lines up who policies is more close to where you are right now 
And then you can worry about it in four years. And then if you feel like, oh shit, I want to, I want to mega millions. That shit is one point whatever now now i'm in a whole new tax bracket then you can focus on that okay but right now no bitch i feel like there needs to be some chart that shows like how much money you make what state you in who you should like what policies actually are better for you and for people who are still voting for these ignorant ass crazy white people for like their life in no way measures up to the policies that they have, but you're only putting your vote behind them for abortion. Please understand. I want everybody to please hear me. And you can use this talking point, white women, with your, with your fucking white aunts and your white uh, grandmamas. Women are going to get abortions regardless. Okay. If, if a woman has to have a baby, if she has to have a baby that she doesn't want, guess what? She's going to put that baby into foster care. She's going to put that, that baby is going to end up in the system and that baby is go, it's going to have, <sighs> you can't force women to do something with their bodies if you aren't going to be there to support them the entire way. Sidebar, it is none of your business. It's not. So you trying to block this woman from getting an abortion or meanwhile, you don't even know the other circumstances that might be behind why she wants to get this abortion, but fine. You, you don't want her to get this abortion. That woman is going to find a back alley. She's going to find a basement. She's going to find a hotel room. She's going to find a rusty damn hanger, whatever she needs. So now Let's say this, this abortion doesn't take this child now has to live this messed up life because the mother was like, I'm, I don't want to have this baby. This is the baby of the man that raped me. This is a, this is a child that I cannot afford. So, you know, why you sitting up here worried about what this girl is doing with her life, bitch, worry about your life. Okay. And let's also be very clear. Poor people might not be able to get abortions, but rich people will always be able to get whatever it is they want. So these Republicans that are out here adamantly voting against abortion because it's just not right. Trust and believe they little 13 year old daughter, they little 14 year old fast ass daughter come up pregnant. You think they not going to take her to some special doctor somewhere overseas. They have the money to fly their daughter somewhere to get her an abortion quick, fast and in a hurry. Bring her ass right on back and tell her not to have a conversation about it and it never happened so y'all anyway I, anyway november midterms everybody please go out and vote sidebar and black people i i'm gonna need us to have a conversation with the older black men in our life because i was at the dollar tree the other day and i'm in line behind this older black man now First of all, he already, uh, uh, how you doing? Lovely. All right. you <laughs> Go ahead. Hey, I got plenty of time. I ain't nothing wrong with a beautiful lady trying to, <laughs> I, who, I, listen, this whole, whatever you need to do, I, I'm, I'm just going to step back and let you do whatever. And I just want to enjoy the view. All right, God, it's good. Thank you, sir. Amen. Right. So after the whole, you know, after I, completely shut down that old man ass flirt i hear him talking to another older black man yeah man that trump he really in there working like 
I don't know word for word because my brain started melting a bit as they were talking, but he was legit like, man, they, these, they, they mad boy. They big mad, but he doing a good job. And he and there were, and I was so close to turning around, but then I was like, you know what? I just didn't have it in me. I, like I didn't have, I just was at the dollar store to pick up like some alcohol. I had hurt my foot and I just needed to soak my foot in the alcohol. And I just didn't have it in me to sit down and have a full ass conversation. So I say that to say, if you have older black men in your life who are looking at Trump and looking up to Trump or feeling like they are in some way empowered by Trump, which, you know, to me, who but clearly, you know, based on Pop Pop and Sam Sam in the line the other day, I guess maybe they really do feel some type of empowerment or feel some type of connection. Or if you have black men in your life who are looking at Kanye and feeling like, well, Kanye is supporting Trump, so I should support Trump, which to me is already like, who the fuck does that? But hey, I'm... <laughs> I could be wrong because I completely would not have thought I would have overheard the conversation I heard from Pop Pop and Sam Sam. But they was in there just, uh, huh, huh, all right now. You, uh, that's what I, all day. You know, the black older black men never talk in full sentences. <laughs> all right now. Uh, okay. I apologize. I just, sometimes I be cracking myself up, but I, I swear to God, older black men never really finished a statement, but they all know what they talking about type deal. So I'm going to call my dad. I'm going I'm to have a conversation with him more so to just say, bro, please go out there and vote. But if you have older black men, if you have black men in your life that are in some way following Trump or following Kanye who is following Trump please talk to them ladies if your man is talking that crazy shit please tell him that you're gonna have to break up with him that y'all can't be together you know at least put the threat there it may not be something you're really gonna do but at least put that in the back of his mind so his dumb ass when he goes to the polls which also should be another stipulation of y'all being together like if you don't go vote Javon me and you will not be together after this like it's that's where we are right now. You know what I mean? If you got to go to the booth with him and fill the shit out or lean over like Trump leaned over Melania, like, hey, bitch, what? <laughs> that was a white Ike moment. <laughs> anyway. All right. <sighs> Damn, it's already. Okay, this is ridiculous. Anyway, um, speaking of Trump, I'm not going to do. <sighs> I'm going to be honest. I have been really just limiting the foolishness and it feels great. So, um, I'm just going to kind of go down and give the highlights. <laughs> Trump called Stormy Daniels horse face. Now, you know, not that I'm surprised in any way. Not that I, that reading that took me back. He actually tweeted it, which I feel like is, I mean, Granted, he's the president, so um, he's the president, so everything he says is going to, like, be recorded. Everything he says is going to be, like, you're going to know about it. So <laughs> it's like you might as well 
but it's still surprising that um, he would say it because it's like, dude, you're the president. Why would you put that in the world, right? But it also just shows how childish he is as a man. And I'm almost, I don't even know if I want to say childish because there are children more mature than he is. I watched a video of a three-year-old little boy really giving history of the dinosaurs and what happened to the dinosaurs. And I'm telling you, this little boy, I would go to his paleontology class. Like I would sit there, take notes. I would be attentive. I've had conversations with my friends through, three-year-old at the time now he's four I think I was having conversation with him when he was two and I'm telling you this little boy was is is so like clear-minded he understands what like you'll have a full conversation I was having full conversations with this two-year-old and he's obsessed with buses and trains and trucks and he knows what they are and he talks about what they do and I mean so I, I don't even think I could have a conversation as like as clear minded with Trump as I've had with this two. I, my godson is, I think, eight now. He downloads videos. He works out. He is very clear about the things that he wants. He knows what he's doing. He understands how he's eight. You know what I mean? But meanwhile, Trump legit is the president of the United States and is out here calling women horse faces like how, bruh? And, you know, the people who support him still support him. That's why you cannot tell me that this is not steeped in racism. You cannot tell me that these white people who are following him are looking up to him and thinking, oh, my God, he's so smart. Oh, my God, this is the best president we've ever had. Oh, my God, he's doing a great job. You're not going to tell me that. Like, I refuse to believe that. And so, you know, there's nothing... I don't even entertain conversations with people who are supportive of him or who try to stand for him or try to have their little talking points about what a great job Trump is doing. Bitch, sit down. I'm not going to do it because these people, <clears throat> those people have nothing to lose. So they, that's the one thing about racist Republicans. They do a very good job of pretending like, um, everything is normal <clears throat> that the things like they do a good job of trying to compare, um, Trump to Obama or, you know, when there is absolutely no compare, there is zero comparison. There is never going to be a point where I'm going to look at something Barack Obama did or said and look at Trump and say, Oh yeah, that was kind of like the same thing. It's never going to be, it's never and ever going to be the same thing. And it's amazing to me that so many white people are so comfortable with being on the wrong side of history sidebar and a few black people. It's a couple of y'all out here like, um, What's the goofy bitch named Candace? The one that be on Fox and talking about how she's off the plantation and just her, even her choice of words. Like, I, I it, you know what it makes me think of? It makes me think of the movie Hoodlum. I know this, okay, ride with me. Hoodlum, Lawrence Finchburn, um, Loretta Devine, Vanessa Williams, um, dope, dope black actors, a bunch of dope people. Um, Andy Garcia was in it as Lucky Luciano, right? Boom. So 
Lawrence Fishburne, Lawrence Fishburne is playing Bumpy Johnson. Bumpy Johnson is being, there's a, a black cop that's on the side of um, Dutch Schultz, who was under Lucky Luciano, who is a gangster, blah, blah, blah. But he was like over the Harlem territory. He was the one, the enforcer for the Harlem territory, right? Bumpy Johnson, as you know, is running numbers with the Madam Queen. Yes, um, that's who I forgot. Um Cecily Tyson played Madam Queen. Anyway, this is on your black ass movie list, so you shouldn't be lost right now. <laughs> if you if you got your black ass movie list in the syllabus. <laughs> anyway, so um Lawrence Fishburne, who is Bumby Johnson, corners the cop who is this black dude. He played the dad in Sugar Hill, also on your black ass movie list. But anyway, dope ass actor. I can't remember his name. But anyway, boom, corner him in, corners him in the stairwell about his cousin being killed and who also was a dope actor. Anyway, so the dude was like, I didn't put, I didn't lay hands on your family, da, 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 da. And um, Lawrence Fishburne got the gun on him like I should blow your motherfucking head off, right? And then the dude... So then Lawrence Fishburne is getting ready to leave. And he asked him, how do you sleep at night? Sorry, my microphone is like so clear. <laughs> it's crazy. I can hear like the dispatch on that ambulance that just went by. <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> Boom. Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, just about to walk away, he's infuriated, inflamed, he, you know, mad. He asked a black dude who's basically patrolling them on the side of the white people and against black people trying to come up and get money in their own neighborhood. And so Bumpy Johnson asked him, how do you sleep at night? And then the black dude say, how do you know I sleep? That Okay, so that was a long way to get there. But that's how I feel about these black people who be like on Fox News, I'd be like, how do you sleep at night? How do you go to bed after a whole day of saying the most ignorant fucking, the most ignorant, disrespectful things that you can say against black people, against our heritage, against our lineage, against our ancestors? How do you go? How do you then just go, ah, good night? Like, I feel like you should just, it should be on, you should not be able to sleep at night. It should just be like Nat Turner should be leaned over. His ghost should be leaned over your bed. Like, bitch, I would I'd chop your goddamn head off if I can. <laughs> like, I feel like Harriet Tubman should just be in your room sitting around shaking her head. Like, you the bitch out of left. <laughs> it was bitches like you. <laughs> I don't know why this shit tickles me so much. Anyway, so, you know, that's the president that we have, y'all. He's out here calling um, porn stars, horse face, porn stars that he slept with and and paid off. He's calling them horse face. And here's the thing that, to me, is the most outlandish. The fact that, okay, he lost his case against her, even though I feel I 100% believe her. And I'm 100% clear of what his role was and what he did and how they tried to cover it up and him paying her off and all the other chicks he paid off. But what's so, what's so unbelievable to me is that they're allowing this man to win this case. And not only that, they're making her pay his bills, pay his um, lawyer fees. And I just feel like it's one of those moments where you just really want to pull your hair out because 
it's not just about this moment. It's about what, what it says and does long term. It's like when you let your kid talk back to you, when you let your kid smack you in the face, like two years old, one years old, smack you in the face and you don't reprimand them. You think that they're not going to slap you in the face again. You think they're not going to go further. It's like letting you, it's like when you find that your man cheated and then all of a sudden you want to open up the relationship so he can have another girlfriend. You can't have a boyfriend, but he can have another girlfriend do whatever he wants. You think he's not going to go to the next, next, next. You know what I mean? It's not like when you let people do a certain thing, if they're trash people, people they're going to go further they're going to go they're going to do more and more it's going to get worse and worse so i don't understand what i don't understand is how this country how this legal system um continues to let this man do horrible shit like all of a sudden he's going to wake up one day and be like you know what i really need to scale it back he's not he's a fucking egomaniac so of course if you let, give him this little inch in a minute, he's going to be running hoes right up out the White House. He's going to be like, it's going to be full on. He's going to be flying in hoes from Russia to pee on him and pee on the fucking front lawn. It's going to be like straight pandemonium. And it's going to be like, honey, honey, we get here. Bitch, you know how we got here. Because y'all allowed this little. Anyway. <sighs> We're going to. <laughs> Sidebar, I always thought that shit said we're going to Caramba party, Caramba fiesta forever. Don't ask me what Caramba mean. I just always thought it was we're going to party, Caramba fiesta. Caramba, what's a Caramba? I mean, I'm sure it means something, but like, why? When Caramba sounds so much better. <laughs> Speaking of hoes, so Melania, <laughs> T.I. released a video um, where he has a Melania stunt, stunt double face woman um, who's stripping right in the Oval Office and... Um, <clears throat> And this is like, it's video of Trump leaving and then it's T.I. in the White House and then um, Melania comes in, Melania lookalike comes in wearing that I don't really care do you jacket and then um, she gets up on the table fully nude and just like bust it open right there. <laughs> So Melania's team is just so incensed and they want everyone to boycott T.I. And he's disrespectful. Listen, bitch, I'm just going to say point blank, period. You don't have one ass leg to stand on. You can't even get your husband to hold the umbrella for you when y'all walk to the damn Air Force One. You can't even get your husband to open doors for you. Ma'am, don't worry about what another man is doing somewhere else and then you want all this respect and your own ass husband don't respect you. Your own ass husband has been straight openly disrespecting you. This entire, everything that has come out about his affairs, about him paying women, 
coming off. That was during the time that Melania was pregnant, had just gave birth to their baby. Like, do you understand how disrespectful that shit is? Do you understand like the world see that your man played you the fuck? completely played you out. Not only was he like just having affairs with random women that he met and fell in, he was openly paying for um, porn stars to sleep with him. Sidebar, that's prostitution. I'm just saying, I'm not against it. Hey, get your coin. I'm not, listen, if I was as reckless as I, some of these women, I absolutely would have, my house would be full of furniture <laughs> with a full ass studio. <laughs> Mama, I'm not, I, listen, I said if, I, if, my if, I, can I finish? Oh, yes, ma'am. Okay, okay. <laughs> my mom be right here and just sitting there. She don't even smoke. She got a cigarette like, I didn't raise you like this. In no way am I judging Stormy Daniels or the other whole, I mean, <clears throat> the other people that slept with him. <laughs> I'm just saying. You take money to have sex. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, that's very much prostitution. Just want to put that out there. It's not me misspeaking. It's just me, you know, actually drawing from the actual meaning of the word. So, uh, you yeah. know. But, you know, it's just, it's absolutely hilarious to me that, and then it's like, you're asking people to boycott somebody. Like, we don't even fuck with you. So why would we go then and boycott? Like, okay, let me let me say it like this. You and your husband have completely brought down the level of respect for both, for the Oval Office, for the presidency, for the first let. Y'all just brought that level. There's no sense of pride in those positions anymore i'm just gonna put that out there straight like that i'm gonna be honest 100 there is never a point when barack and, and michelle was president where somebody would have thought to do that right now granted they there were plenty of op of cartoons and bullshit that was done um that depicted them so disrespectfully so i will say that it was so, but nobody ever was like, oh, Michelle Obama was a hoe. Nobody ever for one second thought to even depict her in that light, right? And there was never, like, I feel like if somebody would have tried it, it would have been like, you have to die. <laughs> and now the murder plot begins. <laughs> it just wouldn't have happened, right? But. Yo, the people who support you, sis, don't listen to T.I. So what boycott are you talking about? Because you can't then be turning around asking me who don't even fuck with you to boycott T.I. when he's, sis, we saw the picture. So it's not even like <laughs> that woman on a desk busted it open is too far from what you was doing already in them pictures. So, like, I, it's, and your husband just called a woman a horse face. So, it's like you can't you can't have it both ways, sis. What you probably want to do is get your get your music off of V103 or whatever black station you be trying to listen to when you're around a white house, when you with your security team that you have sex with. Okay, allegedly, you know, I I, I don't want to put 
whatever. Listen, um, I don't make enough money to deal with that kind of backlash. <laughs> what I'm saying is that um, you, you just gonna have to take that L, sis. You've been taking L's this whole time since the moment your your man got elected. You've been taking L's. So just take this and listen, get you a nice little decorative box. <laughs> With a cute little ribbon, very elaborate bow maybe on the top. And every once in a while, you just open it up, put one of them L's in there and pack it in the back of your closet. Because I have nothing for you. There's no point where I'm going to get on my podcast and be like, all right, y'all, listen, that went too far. No, ma'am. Your, your husband has taken it to the nth degree. So anything that any your husband is the president of the United States of America. So the fact that he doesn't even respect that, the fact that he doesn't even respect the position that he's in to even have any self-control in anything that he's doing and then you expect regular people to have some level of respect sis sit down girl bye go stare in the mirror with that old goofy face you be making like you serving like you serving face girl bye bye melania bye <laughs> goodbye quick sidebar yo i ran into Felicia from Friday. I'm sorry, I don't know her name, but she has a vegan food truck here in um, the Crenshaw. It's normally like in the Crenshaw area, South Central. I had I didn't get a chance to eat there. I was in a rush, but I was like, yo, and I was just thinking like, Craig, <laughs> I need to borrow your car. <laughs> what type of shit is that? Most people want to borrow, borrow a dollar, maybe some sugar. You want to borrow my car? Yeah. <laughs> Hell no. Yo, sidebar. Yo, Friday. Whoo. Also a part of your um black ass movie list. I just don't understand. Anybody who hasn't seen Friday, I I don't understand you. I do not understand you. My nephew was raised on Friday. I'm telling you, we used to show that it we, we, me and my sister, we were absolutely raggedy for that. We should not have done that. We were like Anyway, should not have been showing my nephew that movie, but it was so funny. We watched it like every day. When I say we watched this movie every day, we watched it every day. And my nephew was like, <laughs> like three or four. <laughs> so one day he come by my come by my mama house, and he run up to my mama. He's like, Grandma. He was so hyper and excited. <laughs> Grandma, Grandma, Debo got knocked the fuck out. And I swear to God, he just ran. <laughs> Yo, my mom was pissed. She just looked at me and my sister. We was like, these kids, I don't, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> but anyway, random, sorry, my brain. Uh, let me bring it back. <laughs> that's my transition. Okay, I quit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I need a nap. I'm so sleepy. I apologize. This is stupid. Anyway. Um, Rihanna, Super Bowl 53, she turned it down. Not only did she turn it down, she turned it down specifically 
because of her support of Colin Kaepernick, which I think is so important. Like, don't just say I'm not going to do it, but not really give that reasoning because that reasoning gives him that extra like, oh, no, I see you. I see what you're doing. I'm not falling for the, the misdirection of you're disrespecting the troops and you're disrespecting the flag. No, I know what you're doing. It's very clear to me. I fully understand it. And because of that understanding, I am making the decision that I will not be a part of the Super Bowl. Boom. Congratulations. Shout out to Rihanna. Girl, as soon as I get some money, I'm getting that Fenty shit like immediately. Like that to me, I was already going to get some, but for me, I was like, oh, I definitely have to get it now. Like, yes, I will be wearing them Rihanna draws really, really soon. Unless somebody want to buy them, you know, no creep shit. But unless you want to get a bitch like a Fenty gift card. <laughs> um, What is it, Savage? I think her draws, her underwear line is Savage. So if you want to get a Savage some Savage shit. <laughs> Sorry. Um... You know, and I really, just shout out to her. I think they end up getting Maroon 5, which snooze. I like Maroon 5 for like a long drive, for like hiking, for like sitting in a coffee shop, typing in a way, thinking about some shit. You know, like if I'm walking through a field, a, a meadow or something, absolutely Maroon 5. Fuck yeah, right? If I'm hanging out poolside with a bunch of rich white people, cool, Maroon 5, let's do it, right? If I'm uh, sitting by a fire pit and we just listening to some cool ass songs and we toasting marshmallows, I'm at a fire pit with black people. Just want to say that real quick. You know, we got like Hennessy mimosas on deck. <laughs> quick sidebar. How did, like, who was in charge of Hennessy just becoming the, the drink of black people? Can we talk about it? Because, I mean, I, I, I like Hennessy. I enjoy Hennessy. But Hennessy isn't like, it's almost like we just accepted that Hennessy was supposed to be our drink or that, like, I don't even think I would have even wanted to drink Hennessy if I hadn't heard about Hennessy from so many songs, right? Because I'm, I'm a follower. Like, when I was young and first starting to drink, I didn't know what to drink. But it's just very funny to me that it was Hennessy right remember remember Thug Passion what Hennessy and Alizé that shit is terrible but I drank it Hypnotic and Hennessy uh, Incredible Hulk I drank that too why were we drink and especially now being older and tasting how good a margarita is like with a nice tequila with the with the perfect like not too sweet mixer and then you squeeze in some oranges i feel so cheated we let's do better black people let's move forward let's let's get a petition going around of what our actual liquor will be like and i'm okay with Ciroc. i'm okay with Ciroc. I'm not mad at Ciroc. Ciroc is cool. De Leon is a good tequila too. Like I'm cool with De Leon. But Hennessy, Hennessy is like, you ever watch um, a UFC match and how sweaty they be and it's sweat and blood mixed in? That's what Hennessy is. <laughs> it's aggression and blood. That's what it is. It's just, I've never not had, I've never been in a, like been off some Hennessy and not wanted to like, go off for whatever Hennessy is like cocaine. <laughs> 
you know when you ever watch a movie where somebody get punched and their whole face slide to the side and that blood and spit and sweat go flying that's what Hennessy is it, it's just <laughs> anyway <clears throat> I'm sorry I'm, I'm sorry but I I took a whole last turn um so shout out to Rihanna um I I am still not watching any of the NFL games. Honestly, I don't even think I'm going to watch this Super Bowl to be straight up. Um, like most of the times I would watch the Super Bowl because I was going to somebody's house. It was going to be some cute boys there. I was going to eat up some chicken wings and talk shit and try to be cute, but also know the football, the game of football so I can yell out shit and then dudes be like, oh, yo, you know, <laughs> you know I'll be watching football. What's your name? <laughs> I don't even want to do that. I don't even want to. I don't even want to see it. And now that I know, you know, the halftime show. Listen, they had Gaga last year. Come on, son. And no shade to Gaga. I think she's great. I do listen to some of her songs. You know, like when I'm at the gym on a treadmill. Not even the treadmill. The treadmill is for rap songs. If I'm on the elliptical. <laughs> I hate me sometimes. Anyway, um, but if you're not, shout out to everybody that has continued to not watch the football, you know, and no shade to the players. Hey, you got to get your check. I, you know, I, I've been said that for a long time, but I know for me, I don't want to see it. You know, it, it feels m way more like slavery, Mandigo shit than ever before in my life. I guess I just never really considered it in that way. But now to see the breakdown of wealth in football and the fact that, you know, how the these white boys and these old white men have completely come together to lock this man out. And instead of coming together to really back him and speak out against it or support him in any way. They've actively come together and said, we are going to completely push him out of the league. We're going to, you know, create all this propaganda around him about how he was a bad player. Meanwhile, they already talk about how he is. He was one of the top um, quarterbacks. You know what I mean? But it's like he still like you still can't hold him down. But um you know, if you're watching it, it is what it is. I mean, I'm not here to judge. I'm just not going to, I'm not going to defile my eyeballs with that shit. But, um, <clears throat> Jay-Z turned it down. Um, you know, if Jay-Z turned it down, Beyonce is definitely going to turn it down. Not to be like that, but they, they, they're a package deal at this point. So, um, I, you know, listen, if, if somebody does come forward and decide that they're going to do it, Go get that check. You know, it's a check, but sometimes all money ain't good money. And I think, you know, it's a way to be supportive. And there's other places to get money. Now, if you, if they want to go and get some up-and-comer rapper, if they want to pull, like, Rob Bass and Easy Rock, Rob Bass, go get that money. It Like, straight like that. If they want to go pull somebody out the trenches, because here's the other thing. Not only are they getting these black people because it's like we love their music, but they're also getting these black people because they want, they need somebody to be like, well, you know, what are you boycotting for? This person did it. Why, why are you still, you know, why are you not watching? But this person came and performed. It's just like, um, 
it's just like when um, Trump tried to go get all these black people to sing at his inauguration and black people was like, no, we're not doing it because all, you know, they needed. Let me take a step. It's the reason why Trump is so excited to have Kanye in the White House, because he actively feels like, oh, well, I got Kanye on my side. So come over here, black people. We're we're doing our own cookout. <laughs> Mayonnaise, hot dogs for everybody. No season wings for everybody. <laughs> anyway. So speaking of Kaepernick, um, this um speaking of Kaepernick and hoes. <laughs> um and I guess I'll make this a celebrity life lesson, although is this girl a celebrity? I don't think so. So um IG model Brittany Renner says Colin Kaepernick made her pay for her own flights to come and see him and have sex. <laughs> Listen, I just feel like if you're going to hold, you got to hold the right way. And here's the other thing. Like at this point, if you a dude that's kicking it with Instagram models and then you want to you want to fall in love with them and then you be mad when they go, go and take your money, that's your bad. Because, bruh, no, that shit is dumb. You obviously are going after this girl for one thing. You know, scroll her pictures, her ass out on every picture and you like, word, I'm trying to get in them buns. Right. And all of a sudden now you in love with her. Like, no. So once you've. Once you've made the active decision that you're going to go after this girl completely for sex, because it's clear why you're there. You didn't meet this girl nowhere. Y'all have nothing. To, you know what I mean? Your whole intention when you swipe, when you when you slid your ass in the DMs from third base <laughs> to home and you slid in them DMs, you knew what you was going in them DMs for. So y'all get in there. Y'all start interacting or whatever. And then... <clears throat> Listen, that girl is taking them ass pictures for a reason, okay? Yes, she feels good. She's working out. Hell, if I work out four hours a day and my body is that tight, you damn right I'm going to be naked on Instagram. <laughs> also, if I'm not, if I don't have shit else going on, I'm going to be naked on Instagram. Because clearly, dudes are on Instagram, thirsty as hell, looking for chicks, and ready to trick their money off. So, I mean, you know what I mean? It's the it's the self-eating snake. <laughs> you can't listen, once you get into that fucking circle, you can't all of a sudden act like you above it. No, bitch, you a part of it. My thing is the whole idea of Instagram and social media is about presenting a certain image, right? So I don't understand what this girl, Brittany Renner, why she thought in her head it was a good idea to put on blast that Colin Kaepernick had her buy her own flights to smash and then she got ghosted. <laughs> girl, <laughs> that's that's bad PR. <laughs> I mean, you're supposed to be putting your best foot forward. So the last thing I would do is tell anybody that I number one bought my own flights because that means all the, the next dudes that you that slide in your DMs gonna be like, oh well, you buying your own flight, so shit, bitch, buy your own flight. So that's already that's already one. No, I'm not putting that in the world. But then number two, you're putting in the world that um 
do smash and it ain't no good because I'm, I'm specifically speaking from a PR standpoint, okay? From a PR standpoint, like, I'm going to start a whole PR agency. <laughs> a PR agency for hoes. No, you spoke, You need that PR like sunshine and boomerang. You throw the pussy in the air and it turn to sunshine. Listen, you hear that, any dude is going to be like, I have to have her right now, right? You put you put that in the universe. If you put that um, out in the world that it's that good, even if it ain't that good, dudes is going to lie and be like, I had it. And oh my God, I saw Maya Angelou, <laughs> Maya Angelou read a poem. <laughs> so I just feel like, listen, when you are presenting yourself in a, to the world in a certain way for a certain outcome, then you need to always put that forward. This girl out here smashing mad dudes and then put out a tell-all book. <sighs> First of all, the dudes that you smashed ain't even like, they aren't even popular enough for me to want to read the book. So you already, now you've already wasted that shot, right? You only get one shot, you got to take it <laughs> In the wise words of Eminem, you got one shot, sis. So why would you put out, why would you put this book out now? Nobody knows you. Nobody's really interested in the people that you slept with. As opposed to continuing to work your way through the system. Listen, we know what you're doing. So it is what it is. I'm not sitting up here making up a story about who I think you are. It's very clear who you've, you're, you're telling us who you are. So why not wait? And catch the big fish. Because that's when you live in that kind of life, it's all about the big fish, right? Trey Song's got some money. I'm not saying he broke, but he ain't got no money like money, money. You know what I'm saying? So if you can get to Trey Song's, most of them dudes, they smashing the same hoes anyway. So if you put yourself in a position to be in the right space at the right time, all you got to do, sis, all you doing for the most part is working out, staying in shape, coconut oil on deck, doing you know what I mean taking pictures that is your life and you smashing dudes here and there you know what I mean you might got some other bit you you doing your fashion over posts you're doing your different sponsorship posts you know you take enough ass pictures you're gonna get followers right so with those followers come come sponsorship come companies that want you to you know you got your flat tummy tea deal fine Boom, you keep doing that you're gonna keep attracting the dudes that you need to attract but your real money is keeping the secrets, bitch, okay, until you get to where you need to go, girl, I ain't even no hoe like that, and I know that, <laughs> who is teaching y'all hoe, <clears throat> so the lesson, <laughs> the lesson here is, <laughs> Sometimes when you think you're playing somebody, you're actually playing yourself, okay? So if, you're, if you really want to make this your life lifestyle and you really want to move forward in this whole space, then, girl, you need to move strategically. Listen, I'm doing a seminar at the... <laughs> I'm going to be at the Marriott right by the airport. Y'all, come on down to my seminar. It's called Hoes Be Winning. Don't you want to win too? <laughs> I'm going to have old hoes and new hoes coming together talking about how social media. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm just saying like, damn. 
<clears throat> All right, let me go ahead and wrap this up. This is ridiculous. All right, last story. It's the, what I think most people have, um, just the last few white women callers against black people that have happened and then, you know, they're following their follow-up fake ass apologies. So there of course is corner store, corner store, Carol. I love how the news has completely adopted, like calling these women by their, uh, like the names that people give them online, how that then becomes their actual name. Like barbecue Becky will forever be barbecue Becky, except to her family. <laughs> this bitch name ain't even Becky, but the fact, she is forever Barbecue Becky. Like, if I were to see her out in the world, I'd be like, oh, shit, that's Barbecue Becky. Like, I would absolutely associate her. Lord forbid she got on, like, some sunglasses and that oversized jacket. I'd be like, oh, shit. 100%, right? So there's corner store Carol, who was in a corner store in Flatbush, Brooklyn, of all places, right? Like, the... Don't even get me started on fucking gentrifiers. Then want to come in the neighborhood and then cause fucking ruckus. But okay, fine. This little boy walks through the corner store. She's like bent over the counter. I don't know, asking for cigarettes or fucking meth or something. I don't know whatever she was getting. And the little boy's book bag rubbed, rubbed her. And she says that the boy grabbed her ass, which already is over the top. You doing too much because, bitch, a bag grazing your ass don't feel like somebody gra- like somebody physically grabbing your ass is a whole other statement. Somebody grazing past your butt, somebody kind of like moving past you too close and you feel them. That's one thing. Absolutely. It's like, whoa, hey, you good? But to say that someone physically grabbed your ass is a completely different statement, right? So she's yelling, oh, he sexually, I was sexually, this boy is eight years old. I was sexually assaulted. I was, he grabbed my ass. So she she already started out with a lie. Called the police. Now this little boy is bawling, crying, right? And it's not even like, you know, it was like some next level shit for her. And then, you know, the mother is like, what are you talking about? And everybody's like, no, he didn't. Right. And then the video, the surveillance camera clearly showed that this boy had a backpack on his back. He's walking out. He turned and his book bag kind of touched her butt. Right. Quote unquote. I don't even, it probably didn't even touch her butt. You know what I'm saying? But this boy bawling, crying, right. You got to think about how many videos this boy saw because she's like, I'm going to call the police. So you telling that to a little eight year old boy, there's already that scent, that fear of the police as a child, just in general. I'm gonna call the police. No, I don't want to go to jail. Right. But then to be a black boy, probably having seen everything that's happened when police in like encounter with black people, that boy's fear level is on a whole other level. And then the fact that this bitch couldn't say like, couldn't you couldn't have handled that any other way bitch no other way you know what I mean and I feel like these white people move into black neighborhoods and they feel like they gotta come with this whole other bravado on some old yo son it is what it is be like bitch calm down I will smack fire out your ass right but then you know it all comes out and 
to the young. First of all, she out here looking like she in the Matrix or some, some shit. Bitch, you are not Trinity. Sit down, right? To the young man. I'm sorry. Like it was so unconnected to any kind of true sense of apology, any kind of true like sincerity. This bitch had sunglasses on. Ma'am, get the fuck. No, I don't believe you. First of all, you don't have sunglasses on and apologize. And then who the fuck you think you hiding from? Like you might as well pack your shit and just get the fuck out the hood. Go, go back to Iowa. Go back to fucking Montana, Wisconsin. Go back to some places where you feel comfortable around white people go to Seattle go to Oregon you know what I mean West Virginia go over there but to move into a black neighborhood and then to to be it was an eight-year-old boy now if she would have turned around and it also connects me to the idea of people not seeing black children as children because there's no way I would have looked at this eight-year-old boy and thought oh this little boy grabbed my ass. He's eight. Now, if I turn around and I see a 15, 16 year old, a 25 year old, I'm going to think, did this mama, did he just, hold on. You know what I'm saying? But you have a child that's with his mother. Why wouldn't you go to the mother and say, hey, um, I, did your son, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like it could have been handled way better. But the idea of I'm going to call the police and then yelling into the phone that this child sexually assaulted me, Bitch, fuck you. I have zero sympathy for that bitch. I hope she does have to leave. I legit hope she cannot be in that neighborhood by herself. Fuck her. You know what I mean? Because here's the thing about it is that she, that was a threat to this little boy's life. And let's say, let's say, let's say, let's say, let's say, in some distant weirdo realm, right? This little boy did grab her ass. Let's say that this eight-year-old boy straight up just took a chunk, right? Just, ah, right? One of them cheek where the, the <laughs> where three of the fingers is in the butt crack. <laughs> just savage ass grab, right? He's still there with his mother. So then you can have an interaction with the mother and have a conversation with her and talk to her about it. But the idea of I'm going directly and then my first thought is I'm going to call the police is you a foul ass. You are, you are a horrible person straight up. I, I 100% stand by that. Right. And there's no way that that scenario should have led to, I'm going to call the police. I just don't feel like that. Right. So, um, so there's that. Then you have, um, the chick in St. Louis in a downtown loft and this white chick there with her little dog in the doorway, black man tries to get in the door and she says, you're, I'm not letting you in my building. Um, I don't know you. I, you can't get in my building. He like, bitch, I live here. Uh, like, and so she's blocking the door. Finally, she lets him in and he's got the camera on her. So he's taping her the whole time, which to me tells me all black people need to have their cameras on. Like, where do we go and get the the fucking police cams? The shit that police have on a lapel that they normally turn off when they have an encounter with black people that they end up murdering. You know what I'm talking about? The one that's right on their shirt and shit. Where where can regular black people get that shit? What store do we get that in? Because I feel like we're getting to the point where we're going to have to have cameras on us at all fucking time. Like, good morning. Yes, let me have a double cheeseburger. Like, what the fuck? Right? So this hoe is standing in the doorway, which already 
had me infuriated. And I cannot imagine how much he wanted to fully punch this bitch in the face. And not even like on some old, like push her back type or mush her face. I'm talking about four knuckles to the fucking nose punch in the face, like right across the bridge of her shit. So soon as he punched her, her shit just, just start raining blood everywhere because number one, bitch, who the fuck are you to stand in this doorway and block people from coming in? And he, this man says, I have a key. I live here. That's the end of the conversation. You don't have shit else to talk about. Okay. This dude says he lives there. He has a key. Bitch, get out the way. But the fucking, just the, the audacity, the gall of this bitch. I don't know you. I don't, you can't come in my building. Bitch, it's 1625 fucking 30 apartments in here. How do, when the fuck did this become your building? Oh, I ain't never made my check out to your motherfucking ass. So how is this your building? So boom, finally, now this man standing in the doorway going back and forth with this hoe. I don't know what the weather was like. I don't know how tired he was. He probably worked a job where he got to deal with punk ass white people like that all day anyway. So I can't even imagine having to then add that into his home space. Like if as a person of color, when you work in corporate areas where you're working with white people who say that shady ass shit, those microaggressions, those full on fucking aggression, those macro aggressions type shit. Right. And you, you have to deal with, it. you have to take the, all right. <laughs> okay. No. Well, send the file. Like you just got to bite all that shit. You got to tuck that shit in and mm, you got to hold that shit back like a, like a fart in an elevator. You got to hold it just, uh, uh, right. And then to have to come to your house and deal with that bullshit, like, woo. So kudos to the brother for keeping his head because if he would have punched the bitch in the face, which I 100% feel like he had the right to, he had the right to punch her in the face. He had the right to push her back, push her on the ground, low key kick her in the head type shit. Like I feel like he had the right to do all of that. Right. He didn't, he kept his head boom on his way to his apartment. And this bitch is following him, followed him all the way to his floor and then saw him open the door and is still behind him talking shit. Like, do you understand what mentality you have to have to be completely wrong, but still be wrong and, and continue to be wrong? And you know what I mean? Not even apologize, not even like, oh, my bad. I just wanted to make sure, you know, it's a lot of nothing. Go all like take it all the way to that level. Walk this man. Bitch, how you know he wanted you to know where the fuck he live? How you know that? You know what I mean? This idea that their their comfort is a, goes above everybody else. Bitch, I don't want you to know what floor I'm on. I like I like being over here. I don't need you to know where I'm at, what floor I'm on. Who's to say that bitch you won't have somebody come back? Like I who's to say I shouldn't be worried about you? A, a man was in his own ass apartment and a white bitch came and shot him in his own ass apartment. So maybe I don't want you to know where the fuck I live. You know what I'm saying? It ain't like he was following her to his apartment at the point she started following him. That's harassment, right? And then not only did she walk him all the way to his door, see him use his key to go in his apartment, then the bitch goes and calls the police. Now, at that point, there is no, you have no leg to stand on. There is no, at that point, you 
are absolutely a racist you are absolutely discriminating you are absolutely profiling like there's no recovery for you there's no point where I can say well I, not that I would but even somebody who tries to come to your defense there is no that's indefensible right there that that has no defense because you then took it to the next level when there didn't need to be a next level you had already done the most by following this man to his door saw him go in and use his key that should have been the end of everything that that should have been the point where you were apologizing as he was slamming the door in your fucking face. But then you're going to go and call the police. And then not only that, once again, fake ass apology. I am so, I didn't mean, I was just doing what I was told to do. And be, if you see someone that you don't know coming to your bill, listen, I'm a property manager. Okay. So when somebody is coming into the door that I don't know, I don't open it. I just say, or I'll open the door if it's early in the day. Hey, who are you here to see? If they don't have nobody to see, I close the door. And I have them call the people that they, you know what I mean? That's the other thing. Call the people that you need to call, right? And they'll come and get you. If they not here, it is what it is, right? But if I see somebody coming into the building that I don't know and they have a key, I'm going to let them roll with that key, right? Until I see otherwise, until a tenant comes to me and say, hey, this person got a key, but I don't want them back in my apartment. They don't live here, whatever, whatever. Then we can take those necessary steps. But she don't know that man might be taking care of his mama. That man might have a, a sick aunt. He might be delivering groceries. He might be doing anything that, that don't have shit to do with her. This bitch is not police. She don't have a badge. Leave people to fuck alone, right? Period, right? I don't feel comfortable, bitch, that's your bad. Move the fuck somewhere else. Move where it's only white people so you can feel more comfortable because obviously that's what's comfortable for you, right? So this bitch will be the one to let a meth addict in the goddamn building, to let Ted Bunny, he just seems so normal. He was so nice, right? Think about that. Think about how many white people allow other white people who are there to do nefarious shit, there to do evil shit, there to fucking grab people and eat their fucking brains. But he... He's just a regular, I would have never thought, right? But this black man, first of all, when I looked at this black, there was nothing about this black man that made me think anything. These, we're going to party, caramba. But let me tell you something. These fake-ass apologies get no run with me. And any of these, any of y'all fake-ass black people out here, well, I mean, I, I kind of understand. Fuck you, bitch. That's our problem right there. Too many of us want to always fucking straddle the fence. No, bitch, you either on that side or you on that side, on this side, period, point blank. That's where we at right now. We ain't got time for people. I mean, well, sometimes, shut up, bitch. You better get on, you better get in this motherfucking cookout, bitch, or take your ass over there to that mayonnaise fest. That's what your ass got better <laughs> but at the end of the day you know what you're not gonna do is tell me what she's not gonna do is tell me that she's not racist when she took that ultimate step by calling the police after it was very clear this man lived in this building or had a right to be in that building had the correct access to that building that was the end of the conversation but the moment she called the police she made it about race she made it a racial thing she is racist and that is the that's the bottom line period the moment that white woman called the police on this eight-year-old black boy because he quote-unquote 
grabbed her ass and a graze and a ass grabbing is two completely separate things. The moment she called the police, she made it a race thing. So fuck your apology, bitch. Don't nobody believe you. And at the end of the day, take your ass somewhere where you can feel comfortable with white people and maybe you need to be Russia, bitch. All right. So that's it for the podcast. Thank y'all so much. Once again, another uh, big thank you to everybody in the Black Ass Village. If you don't know what that is, that is all the wonderful people who support this podcast by donating to Patreon. And if you want to join them in the Black Ass Village, we got plenty of room. There's plenty of huts left. We do a big barbecue every weekend. So y'all make sure you can log on to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O com slash black ass podcast and you know do whatever is in your heart to do okay listen before you click the button just listen to the ancestors they'll be like donate a hundred dollars and then you just do it <laughs> uh uh of course make sure you follow on the podcast black ass podcast on instagram facebook and twitter and follow me hrcomedy.com um and if you want to see me perform live in the flesh in real last time and you're in L.A., make sure you log on to hrcomedy.com and go to the schedule section. And if you are a club owner or you know somebody that owns a club and you want to have me at the club and giving you an hour of realness, then make sure you reach out. You can go to hrcomedy.com, of course, and follow the link. Send me an email. Let's make it happen make it happen that was back when mariah still had her voice no shade no listen no shade at all because these vocals are struggle for real (laughs) all right y'all that's it i'm out peace